Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and of course it's your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going? Good afternoon, yeah. All good. Feeling uh, back to normal now. Uh, fully recovered yep. now. Festival season and holidays are over. I'm exactly the same. I'm ready and raring to go again for another brilliant weekend of the championship. I tell you what, we did all right in midweek, didn't we? Uh, we'll do a quick recap in just a sec. But what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is give you our nap, our next best bet and long shot bets for the championship this weekend. It's our best bets. And then it will give you a little treble right at the end as well. As always, please gamble responsibly. And of course, when the fun stops, stop. So how did we do in midweek, JTP? Yeah, in quite a good week, really, with both our naps uh, landing. I had over 2.5 goals in Red in Peterborough, a shade under evens. And you had um, both teams to score and over 2.5 goals in the same game at 6-4. to four. Um, My next best, Osborne, uh, any time, was unfortunately out ill. And then I expected a much duller game in um, Forest v Borough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just the one winner for me. Yeah, I felt a bit hard done by, actually, with my next best bet because Stoke to win and Barnsley to score under 1.5 goals. Stoke have absolutely battered Barnsley and I cannot believe they did not manage to get the results here. So that was disappointing. And then Christian oh. Pedersen to be booked. Um, I think David Webb, who is usually a bit of a card master, only handed out two cards. So that was a bit disappointing. Yeah. But, yeah. Decent performance from us in midweek, I'd say. No, solid return. But I, I got it, I've got it written down here. You were desperately unlucky. You always seem to be. Because uh, Stoke had 2.1 better XG than Barnsley. They missed that penalty. Yeah. I don't know how they didn't win. Barnsley Barnsley just been riding the luck all season long. And I, I I'll, I'll tell you how... I'll tell you how they didn't win. It's because of Barnsley's bloody keeper at the game of his life. He was just, he just kept pulling off worldy save after worldy yeah. save. So, yeah, it, it's one of them. I have felt a bit unlucky recently with some of my picks. It always seems to be just a hair whips away. But uh, let's see if we can change that around this week. And we'll crack on straight away with your nap, Jimmy the Punt. What is your best bet in the yeah, championship I, this weekend? I've gone um, over 2.5 goals in. Fulham's game against uh, Reading. Uh, it's trading at about 1.8. Uh, it's a price that I couldn't really believe. I don't have um, a model or anything, um, but I expected it to be much shorter. It is around 1.65 with the likes of Unibet and Paddy Power, uh, which which is what I expected it to be across the board. Um, Fulham, the, uh, the host, they've scored the most goals in the division with 17. Uh, so from the seven league games, they've averaged uh, the games have averaged three point one goals per game. They've scored um, four or more goals on two occasions, uh, and they've conceded five goals um, in five of those games. So they've conceded in uh, the majority. Um, we saw in their defeat, uh, the defeat against Blackpool that they can be got at, and uh, in their four one defeat to Birmingham, um, it, it wasn't as flattering as the scoreline suggested. I mean. They did finish three goals to the good um, in terms of uh, the goal difference, but they actually only finished on an XG uh, of half a goal greater uh, than Bo uh, Bowyer's side. So um, the, uh, the the host definitely could have scored more in that game. Um, as for Reading, they've conceded the most in the division, 17 as well, uh, and they've scored the third most with 13. 
all of the games we've seen this bet land, uh, both teams to score have scored in, uh, has landed in all by one of the games as well. And uh, those seven of their own, their, those seven fixtures have averaged four point three goals a game. So I do expect a bit of a goals fest at Craven Cottage. So I've also had a little a little punt on over five point five goals at eleven to one with ten bet, and uh, like I've had a quid on over seven point five goals at sixty six to one with Betfair. But my 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 main play is over two point five goals. Um. Yeah, I don't know what you think, but it just seemed to scream goals for me based on what we've seen so far. No, I completely agree. I think whether it's going to be Fulham absolutely battering Reading, who have been absolutely appalling so far this season, or whether it's Reading, you know, nicking a goal or two, um, then I completely agree. I think there will be goals at Craven Cottage this weekend. Um, it's just a matter of how many Fulham managed to get, really. Uh, it w- I wouldn't put people off having Fulham to win and over 2.5 goals either because uh, mm. they're, they're just looking so uh, so deadly in front of goal at the moment. But as you say, Reading are capable of finding the net themselves but cannot defend for love nor money. So, yeah, yeah, completely backing that one. My best bet for this weekend is Stoke to beat Derby at 31-20. to 20 at Bet365, which I think will go down as one of the more complicated prices. Why it just isn't 6-4, I have no idea. Anyway, um, I fancy Stoke to win here, even though they are away from home, just because they are looking the real deal at the moment. As I was just saying, they should have beaten Barnsley if it wasn't for Brad Collins having the game of his life in goal for the Reds. Then Stoke could have won this by about three or four goals by about half-time. Um And at the other end of the pitch, defensively, they're looking very solid. They have leaked a couple of goals, but in terms of the expected goal side of things, they're looking like a really solid unit. I think only Fulham was the only real blotch on that sheet, really, where uh, they got a bit of a hiding. But nonetheless, they're looking very solid at the back, but looking equally great going forwards it's all just it's all just about putting the ball in the back of the net and they're coming up against a derby side here who started the season well but they're starting to fizzle out a bit really going forwards in the last couple of games they have barely laid a glove on their opponents they almost got a hiding against West Brom in midweek but that was all down to another great goalkeeping performance by Keller Roos in, in the sticks for a derby so yeah they're another side who are looking a bit runnable and as the season goes on, especially with this points deduction coming around the corner, you can imagine Derby will um, be getting few, quite a few losses on on the board for them. So, yeah, I, I really fancy Stoke this weekend at thirty-one to twenty as well. Just a shade over six to four. I think it looks a really, really good price, and I wouldn't pe- put people off having Stoke to win to nil either, just because Derby are looking so so poor going forwards uh right next best bet jimmy what have you got yeah um it's sticking uh with the fulham versus reading game and i've gone john swift anytime goal scorer that you can get that at nine to two with uh bet three six five and uh it's pretty self-explanatory really i'm sure everyone is aware of the insane start he's made to the campaign seven goals that's um one off his best domestic tally already and um, he's contributed to 77% of the Royals' goals uh, by uh, directly scoring them or registering an assist, 10 out of 13. He's on penalties. He scores three kicks, as he did in the midweek. He does it all. Um, obviously, a bit, a bit of a statistical uh, stance. His des- domestic 
career goals per 90 is 0 0.24. So you could um, you could infer from that is, that his price should be around 72. And he's got a goals per 90 uh, record over the last five seasons, not including this one, of 0 0.2. So even then you could you could say that his price should be more around the uh, 4 to 1 mark, uh, which is why uh, you can make a case that this price on its own is value, uh, especially considering as short as 12 to 5 elsewhere. So it is worth noting that the price inflation is obviously due to the opposition, uh, promotion favourites Fulham. But as touched on in my nap, I don't think Marco Silva's side are invincible. Uh, they can be got at. And if Reading are going to get on the score sheet, I expect Swift to have something to do with it. It's just it's just going to be a case of um, how well they, if they if they try and batten down the uh, hatches or if they, if they go for it a bit. But I just thought, all things considered, uh, John Swift's anytime price was just too big based on the start he's made to the season. Yeah, oh, I completely agree with that. I, as you were just alluding to when you were talking about over 2.5 earlier, Fulham do have a habit of conceding even when they are winning quite comfortably. And uh, Reading, who are not the worst side going forwards by any means, they are more than capable of scoring a goal or two at Craven Cottage this weekend. And the thing is as well, Reading, the only player who really looks like scoring consistently for them is John Swift, who's now top goal scorer in the league. And I've got to ask you the question, how often have you seen a player who's 9-2 to two to score any time, who's top scorer in the league, scored a hat-trick last weekend, and then scored in midweek as well? It's it, When you put it like that, it's a big old price, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I will definitely be jumping on that this weekend. Uh, my next best bet is Birmingham to win. And to score over 1.5 goals against Peterborough, that's 15 to 8 at bet 365. Now, you were just talking about Reading, who can't defend at all. Peterborough aren't much better. They are looking like a sieve at the back. They really, really cannot defend. And we were saying in midweek, weren't we, how Reading and Peterborough was going to be a bit of a goal fest because both sides can't defend. Peterborough lost out in the battle of the two teams who can't defend and uh, I can't see that being any better against the Birmingham side who are looking quite handy so far this season Scott, Lee Bowyer's really got them performing, uh, they've just brought in the likes of Troy Deeney who as we all know is a very accomplished striker at this level, managed to get on the score sheet in midweek as well um, and it wouldn't surprise me if we got on the score sheet here because Birmingham will be licking their lips at the thoughts of uh, playing against Peterborough I was very tempted by just knocking them on the head at 23 to 20 for them to just win in 90 minutes. But considering Peterborough have been so leaky at the back, giving them that added boost of scoring two or more in this game, I thought 15 to 8, just a shade under 2 to 1, is a big old price considering Peterborough are so, so poor at the back. I think they've conceded two or more goals in four of their seven games so far this season. I've conceded three or more in three of those games as well. So, yeah, I definitely fancy... Birmingham to win here and I really fancy them to score at least two as well against a posh side who are looking pretty poor at the back shall we go to our long shots JTP this is my favorite part of the show what have you got as your long shot for this weekend no it's mine too I've gone for a bookings double uh in the early kickoff between Hull and Sheffield United it's uh, uh, Reese Norrington Davis and uh, Tom Huddleston, and that's at twenty to one with Bet three six five. Now uh, Norrington Davis already has two cards in the from the five appearances he's made this season. 
Uh, he certainly looks exciting going forward. He, um, for example, he tops United's charts for crosses per game, and only Ndai Fleck and Morgan Gibbs White have averaged more key passes than him. But uh, his defending does leave a lot to be desired for. Uh, he looks a bit fragile, and he is forming a bit of a shaky partnership with Jack Robinson on that left hand side of, Ad- uh, of Sheffield United's defence. Um, on Tuesday, and often he's the last man left back from corners, and that's the scenario he was booked on Tuesday. He was a bit uh, jumpy, he tried to uh, nip in front of his man, ended up on the wrong side, and then dragged him down. Which I think if he wouldn't have done that, they could have been Preston could have been in on goal. Um, now it's worth noting that um, two left backs have already been booked against all this campaign, and it's not really a surprise with the likes of. Uh, Wilkes, Lewis Potter and Randall Williams all taking it in turns to terrorise full-backs. So I think um, given given uh, Norrington Davis's card averages, this will be his third season uh, in the Football League. One with Rochdale, he played um, half a season at Luton, I think, and then he went to Stoke. He doesn't pick up many cards, but given given the uh, bit of a tenacious start he's made this season, I think uh, it's worth doubling, his, uh, doubling him up with Tom Huddleston. Um, he's got 15 yellow cards in 75, 90 minutes. He's uh, in the in the second tier. That's an average of 0.2 cards per 90. So he's, you could argue that his price is, um, isn't exactly value, but I'm looking at this game more in isolation. He's 34 years old and he'll, he'll, be, he'll have, be having to deal with Sheffield United's danger men. That's in Dai. He attempted eight dribbles on Tuesday. That's the most of everybody on the pitch. Um, he, he's been averaging three dribbles per game. A little side note: it's on Sky. I think this game. If you can watch it, just have a look at him. If he's if he's uh, fit enough to play, because he looks uh, he looks a frightening prospect. Uh, he'll also Huddleston will also have to deal with Morgan Gibbs White, uh, the flair that he brings and the energy Osborne brings. It's also worth noting that Sander Berg come on at left wing uh, against Preston, uh, and if Osborne isn't. Um, recovered in time, Berg could start there and he's Sheffield United's most foul player. So there's a real energetic, tricky, uh, fluid um, front four for United that Hull's midfield are going to have to deal with. And I do think it's going to cause them some issues. Um, Centre midfields, uh, since the international break, centre midfield partnerships have conceded 10 fouls in the two games uh, Sheffield United have played since the international break. Uh, no centre midfielder has been booked yet. Um but with the attacking talent the Tigers have got, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna leave the midfield. They're gonna leave the likes of Tom Huddleston exposed, especially in transition. And I'm just not sure the 34 year old is gonna be able to compete all game long against the against the uh, energetic three that United have, uh, which I just feel is gonna leave him vulnerable, particularly in transition. In terms of defensive output, it is worth noting that uh, Huddleston does put himself about. Still, he's averaging just under two tackles per game, which is the third most for Hull. And he's actually uh, committing the most fouls for them uh, so far this season. So I thought uh, hit it, um, combining Norrington, Davis, and Huddleston at twenty to one was um, was a nice way in uh, for this game. Yeah, that makes hundred hundred percent because uh, I've seen plenty of Tom Huddleston in my time, and I've got to say. Out of all the players in the championship, I think he might be the slowest because he, he's he's definitely running around with moon boots on. Um, he, he's uh, he's not as quick. Well, I mean, he's never been too quick, but he's extremely slow now. And uh, as you mentioned, with the amount of energy Sheffield United have in midfield, the likes of Fleck as well, who is making quite a few runs from midfield, 
he could be a bit exposed um, at the weekend. And Norrin Davis as well, one player you didn't mention, he's coming up against Louis Coyle, who's one of the most fouled players in the championship at right back. So um, pairing up Wilkes and Coyle against Norrington Davis, who, as you say, can be exposed at left back a few times. Uh, yeah, makes complete sense. And uh, Malik Wilkes, I think, was one of the most fouled players last time he was in the championship. So, yeah, I'm liking the sound of that one as well. This is a, one of those prices for me, Jimmy, that when I saw it, I had to do a bit of a double take because I was a bit <laughs> like, really? That big? My long shot is Shane Lavery, first goal scorer for Blackpool against Middlesbrough. He's 10 to 1 at Bet365. Now, I've made no secret about how I haven't been particularly impressed with Blackpool this season. Things have been better recently if you discount the humbling defeat to Huddersfield in midweek. But one player who has really stood out for the Tangerines is striker Shane Lavery. He's got two of Blackpool's five goals this season. And anything positive looks to be coming through him. And the fact he's 10 to 1 to score first, I just think is a crazy price. He's just a shade over a 3 to 1 score at any time, which I would by no means put people off. But I thought that's not big enough for a long shot. And I'll tell you why 10 to 1 is a crazy price. According to Stats Perform, he's got the highest expected goals per 90 minutes for any player in the championship who's played more than 300 minutes this season. So he's getting into the right areas. And that was evidence against Huddersfield in midweek when he missed two really good chances. It's one of them he really should have scored. Uh, the fact he missed them doesn't worry me. If he keeps getting in those positions, he will score goals and has looked like Blackpool's main goal-scoring threat this season. So even if he doesn't get it here, I'm sure the goals will come eventually for him as long as he keeps getting in those positions. Anyway, he's coming up a, against a Middlesbrough team who have been fairly bang average so far this season. They lost 2-0 to Coventry last weekend and should have lost by more, really, uh, before they made amends against Forest in midweek. But I don't think that's particularly saying much. So Lavery will get a chance or two in this game. And at 10-1 to 1 to score first, that's just too price, uh, too juicy a price to ignore for me. So, yeah, I'm all over that one. Time for our treble, Jimmy, the punt. And this week, uh, we've decided to go for a bit of a long shot, haven't we? Um, just to, you know, spice things up a bit. So I won't put people off going for this as a tricksy, actually. Uh, yeah. Just so if one of them doesn't come in, then you've got a bit of a backup. But we've gone for Norrington Davis to be carded, Swift to score any time, and Shane Lavery to score any time, basically taking into account some of the bets we've just mentioned there. That pays 116 to 1 at Bet365. So if that comes in, then I think we're pretty much up for the season, aren't we? <laughs> and, uh, we won't have to worry about uh, doing anything else anymore because we've got props for the whole season. Uh, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I think that just about rounds us up here on the second tier betting this week. Jimmy the Punt, can I just get you to go through your bets for this weekend, please? Uh, yeah, my nap is over 2.5 goals at uh, 1.8 uh, with Betfair Exchange and 10 bet. That is in the Fulham versus Reading game. In the same fixture, I've gone for John Swift, anytime goal scorer. That is 92 with Bet365. And then my long shot is uh, Reese Norrington Davis and Tom Huddleston, both to be carded. And that is 20 to 1 with Bet365. 
some nice bets there. Some big prices there as well. I've gone for Stoke to beat Derby at 31 to 20 at Bet365. Birmingham to win and score over 1.5 goals against Peterborough. That is 15 to 8, also at Bet365. And then Shane Lavery, first goal scorer for Blackpool against Middlesbrough. 10 to 1 at Bet365 again. So that just about rounds us up for us on the second tier betting this week, ladies and gentlemen. Please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again next Thursday to go through all our bets for next weekend in the Championship. Until then, Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. <laughs>